Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Hey all, welcome back to the Defiant Spirit. I am super excited for this conversation. Um, my guest, who's really not my guest in many ways, he's a partner of mine in all things meaning, purpose, and resilience, has been on my podcast before, will be on it again. I'm not even going to do a long-winded introduction other than to say Scott Chapman's in the house. What's up, brother? Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Looking yeah. forward to this. Yeah, me too. We're just going to uh, just start talking about what you whatever you want to, but especially because for those who don't know, Scott is not a professional poker player. <laughs> However, he's an avid poker player, um, and he just got back from the famous World Series of Poker. So we're going to talk poker, even though I don't know anything about poker. But as you'll <laughs> quickly hear, uh, this isn't really about poker, and if poker ain't your thing, stick around, because I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. So tell us about um, your, you know, journey of poker leading up to the world series leading up to the world series so well let me just kind of tell you about this uh, this a little bit of about this experience that i had um you know i've been on this journey of trying to create um the space that i need in order to be able to respond versus react and i'm really trying to own this in all aspects of my life am i perfect at this no not by any means it takes a lot of practice to do but there's this space between um reacting and responding and i, I feel as though the, the more space that i give myself the more authentic my response is and the, my biggest struggle is I'm I have ADHD, so I'm very impulsive. So it's like I want to be able to to re react right away, but I'm fighting myself to be able to just sit and respond. The reason I'm bringing this up, and the reason um, I, I want to talk about like my experience at the World Series of Poker, is I've had some time to think about what happened, and. There were two specific hands, okay? One was in the main event and one was not in the main event. It was in another tournament. But both hands that I played, I reacted and basically got knocked out. And I, I'm okay with it like I, because I'm not, again, I'm not perfect at this. But it was good for me to recognize what happened. And for the main event, what happened was I was so focused on myself and my hand and in this like, and, and I thought I had the best hand, but I didn't pay attention to this other guy that was in the hand. I didn't, and normally I do. Normally I'm really good at, and paying attention and and watching and trying to pick up information 
But looking back on it, I didn't even think about what he had. And I didn't even give myself the time to respond. I just reacted immediately, went all in. He called and he had a, a flush and my two pair ended up losing. And I sat there and I was in utter shock because I had been looking forward to this moment. I won a, a seat to the main event. Okay. It was so, uh, so real quickly, so I yeah. just understand you have to win a seat to you don't have to win a seat. You can it's a ten thousand dollar buy-in. Okay. There were over ten thousand people in the main event and broke records. Um, but the way that I was able to enter, and a lot of people are able to enter, is there's other tournaments that lead up to the main event to where you can win a seat. And I won a seat to get into the main event. Um, I um, So th there's been about, I, I would say about 45 days since I won the seat where I've been really just trying to, you know, prepare myself, um, be present, try to focus on being present, trying to enjoy this, you know, this journey that I was on. And I really felt very strongly that I was going to do very well. And, and I think it's important to feel that way, you know, going into wh whatever you're going to do. Um, you have to have, you have to believe that you're going to be able to do something um, or else it'll never come true. But I, but again, it's, um, I look back in that, that moment when I, I, I reacted and I didn't respond. That was when I, I um, just thinking about that, I, I, it just it sucks, but it was good that I recognized what I did right away. So hopefully next time I'm in, if I um, am, if I have that opportunity again, or whatever it is in life is being able to just really just sit and, and, and create that space and be able to respond. It's just it's so, where I'm trying to focus my attention. So you keep bringing up reacting, respond, just so, you know, if it is a first time or two, my, um, my work in this show, um, it comes from Viktor Frankl's famous quote, but really more importantly, his philosophy between stimulus and response, between things happening to us and our response or our choosing our response, there's a space. And in that space lies our power to choose our response. And you know, what Scott is talking about is that when things happen to us, either we react, which comes from a lower version of ourselves, a, a fearful version, unconscious version, um, or we stop, we have some space. And that's what really what we're talking about right now is can you expand the space? Because when you're in fear, you're in fight or flight, there's no space, like just whatever comes out, comes out. And that's reaction. And so you can't do both simultaneously. If you're in response, you're not in reaction and vice versa. And so, Scott, what, what I hear you talking about is sitting at a poker table is all it's, it's not about a poker table. It could be traffic. You could be sitting in traffic. You could be sitting across from a client who's going ballistic. You could be at your mother at one's mother in law's house or something like that. And if, if you haven't worked on yourself and worked then there's no space and whatever comes out is usually reaction. And so what I hear you saying is you use the world series of poker as an arena to practice expanding your space. Is that, is that fair? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's great. 
Yes, and, and I appreciate you explaining that. And so, you know, where I, well, first of all, was everybody sitting around tables talking about expanding their space in my <laughs> No, I mean, and I would have been looked at if I did bring it up, like I was, you know, whatever. <laughs> a little well, crazy, but. Because, you know, like we've had many conversations that, you know, mindfulness is a, it's a tool. It's a, it's not like hocus pocus, right? You're not just sitting there praying, saying, God, please give me a flush. You're saying, I'm just taking the ingredients of the world around me. I'm not making anything up here, right? It's not like we're adding in some secret potion. All we're doing is we're looking at what's going on and we're paying attention to it. I mean, to me, that's what's so magical about this responsibility, mindfulness stuff we talk about is it's there. You're just reworking what's already there. Yeah. And, and, and utilizing those skills in, in all aspects of, of my life. And, and I just so happened, I, I, it was, I, I also want to bring up there that it, the world series of poker just ended last night. Okay. You'll appreciate this there. And I watched the last hand. Okay. And there was about a two to three minute pause before somebody, um, Jones, he's the guy that lost, he moved all in, but he waited. He spent two minutes pondering so much thought and so many different scenarios that I, I can almost guarantee you he has no regret in the decision he made because he didn't react, he responded. And that I failed in that, you know, when I made that decision, but I think for himself, he should feel good because he didn't react. He was able to really just sit there and wait and think and play out all of the different scenarios. Okay. That, um, his name is Dan Weinman, Dan Weinman, um, what his potential cards could be. And he ended up losing the hand and, and Dan Weinman won the event, but it was just interesting because I, I did notice that. And that was your undoing was not expanding the space like he did, or you could have. Correct. Win or lose, right? Because what I hear you win say, or lose. if you lost, it would have been a choice to respond versus this impulse, this move to go all in. Correct. Um, let's 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 go back to that moment in a second. But first, I just want to talk about poker real quickly because, you know, people hear poker and they think the last or Vegas, a casino, the last place where like this kind of inner, deeper work could or should happen. But I argue that that's exactly where this kind of stuff needs to happen. If like if you're doing it at your church, your synagogue, your Zen center, mm -hmm. oh, big K, like that's sort of what it's supposed expected to, to be there, right? It's expected to be, happen in those moments. And also, this is like this is Sunday Monday morality because you know at least the way religion has worked in the West, Sunday when Christians, you and I are both Jewish, but when Christians go to church, they go on Sunday. And so there's this culture of Sunday, I'm this way, and but Monday I go to work and I'm this way. And they're not the same way. They're compartmentalized um, spirituality or ways of living. 
And in our last few podcasts, you did talk about, I mean, you coined the idea, the open floor plan, like in our houses, we've moved towards an open floor plan. And I think a lot of people who are listening to this are moving to an open floor plan in the way they live, meaning I don't want to live one way at work, one way in my marriage, one way with my friends. I want to just live my authentic life. And if I can't do that in all settings, then it's not authentic. It's not an open floor plan. And that means it should happen in a casino as readily as it happens in my home. Yes. And and the in the connection that you have with people is is real. Like in and that and that's that brought me joy. I that brought me just a lot of happiness and and just having you know these deeper connections with people because as far as being your authentic self, I think that is whoops, my screen went black. I think that's important to go back to because for so long I wasn't my authentic self. I didn't know who my authentic self was, but th there was a lot of work that had been done. A lot of just diving into the type of person I am and, and you helping me, you know, with really learning that, that I'm an Enneagram too, which is, which is the helper, which is somebody that wants to serve, which is like, that, that feeds my soul. Um, and uh and wants to help other people right um so but in in being comfortable with that right and being vulnerable and being um being sensitive and it, all of that like and but that take take took so much over the last three years really just trying to dive into you know my work and listening and reading doing a lot of stuff that to get me to this point so it's hard. It hard. It's hard. That's why it's called um, the work. It's it is the work, but it the, because of all that work, I, I got to this I'm in this space, and and it just and it yeah. spilled over into to this moment, and at the at, in Vegas and playing poker, and it made it that much better. So I love I love this, and I love the um, the venue for it because I was just listening to a podcast, and it was much more of a sort of a woo woo feminine spirituality not female but a feminine more more of a you know like it was just more of getting into feelings and relationship and that has its place but i just come more toward this side of things where like the arena going into the arena of a of a sporting event this is a sporting type event where you're you know it's not it's, you're not sitting at the table being vulnerable sharing with the person next to you your childhood wounds and your struggle no what you're talking about is being vulnerable with yourself can i look at myself in this battle what comes up in fear to be able to look at that right and go Ugh, i don't like that part of me and so you've been doing a lot of pre-work so you get to the arena to the battle and what came up was some of that stuff again right which was um, whatever caused you to be impulsive and mm -hmm. to go all in so let's unpack that because I just want to, you know, people listening to understand like this mm. is gritty and raw and real and tough, but it's an inward conversation that you had. You didn't have this with the poker players around the table. So Scott Schaffman sitting at the table goes all in and loses the hand. Let's rewind to that moment. Okay. Which one do you want to go to the pre-event or the event? The main event. Oh, the main event. That's the one. So let's go back to the main event. So mm -hmm. tell us, describe the experience before you go impulsively all in. 
okay. So basically I had um, ace king, um, which is probably one of the best starting hands. And um, I raise, I'm not going to go into too much detail about this, but um, the flop came king high. Um, and then the, the next card was an ace. So I have two pair, which is a very, very strong hand um, on the turn, which after that ace, I ended up checking to this guy and he bet um, 25,000, which was almost, um, uh, I would say, half, maybe a third of what I had left. And I didn't process what I thought he could have and what he was representing which he ended up having a flush based on the flop so because there were three spades on the board um and i ended up i didn't even hesitate when he threw that green chip out which was twenty-five thousand. i immediately shoved all in that's the moment that's the moment where i should have created the space to try to think about what he could be having that's the work. That's where I lost control of my actions and whether it was my impulsiveness, whether I was trying, whether it was fear, it could have been fear um, because I wanted to scare him away. Right. I did. I wanted to win the, the hand. So whatever that reaction um, was, it just it was very impulsive and um, I, I just and it was just the most so deflating once I realized the mistake I made. So, so let's unpack it because you keep talking about it like you don't know the source. And if you don't know the source, then you don't have true power because the power to choose one's response. And this is the work we do this is the work I do with you know myself and with other people because I can't know anybody else's why, their motivation. Big why over the course of a life, but the why in a moment. Why do I do what I do? And if I can't know my why, I'm powerless. And if I'm powerless, I'm a victim of my circumstances, meaning the cards will dictate what I do versus I will dictate how the cards play out. So let's go back to, because you know this is our work, take back your power. You say, I don't know why I went all in. So let's get underneath that so you can discover your why so that you can own that and be powerful. So go back. You said, I don't know. It was impulse. It was ADHD. Those are hows. Those are what's. Those aren't whys. What's underneath the impulse? In that moment, he's got a, well, you don't, you don't know because you're not really thinking about what he has. You're thinking about mm -hmm. what you I mean, that's what I heard you say. I thought I had the best hand. So, okay. um, so, so, but, but then that doesn't explain why your right. hand pushed your, your chips in. I don't know why. Well, let's go back. Shut your eyes. Let's just shut our eyes. Take a deep breath. See yourself at the table. See the people around you. Smell the. Horrible smells of a casino. disgusting sound. <laughs> um, feel the experience. You're holding your ace, king, whatever. You have this, what? What's going on inside of you as you're holding 
these cards. I am excited. I'm excited. And I'm excited because why? Because I think this is my hand. I think I'm going to win a big pot. Okay. And, and so what? And then what? If you win the big pot, what? Then I'm going to have a lot of chips. Okay. And I've, I've done 500 funerals. Nobody's ever bragged of going to the grave with a lot of chips. So then mm -hmm. what? Um, I see. Um, I, I think my, my, my why for this was I really just, I wanted to win. I wanted to win. I wanted to. So I have a lot of chips. So I have a lot of chips so I can win. And I wanted to what with that win. So what? Okay. Just keep playing it out. So what? So then you win. So what? It wasn't even about the money and or the bracelet. I'll be honest with you. It was about. This is this was my why. Okay. Um, and I think I may have mentioned this to you. I wanted the platform to where I could be able to be um, help other people potentially, you know, where I have, would have a voice to where they could hear the journey and, and the work that I've done to get to this point. And that would have been so rewarding because not because of the money, not because of the bracelet. Okay. It comes back to my personality and serving okay. and being able to have a platform to where I could be able to talk about how, and, and then I would have been able to really um, talk about all the work that I've done that led to that moment. And that's, that, that's my so, why. That was my why for that. Okay, but I'm, I, we're not done. I'm not letting you off the hook with that because <laughs> I have, I, I want, I, I have the chips. I want the chips. Mm. What about the chips? I want the bracelet and the victory, but it's not about the bracelet and the victory. I really want those things as a means to an end of using this as a platform what is it a platform for it's a platform to then be able to speak and reach a larger audience why do you want to do that because i want to help people why do you want to do that why do you want to help people that's just that's my enneagram that's what that's my purpose i feel like that's that's where i want to spend my time and energy is being able to lift people up to be able to to help coach and help motivate and be help people become better. Okay. Better human beings, better, more authentic. Okay. So the any, because for those who don't know, Scott's a, a extreme Enneagram two. There's subtypes. He's the most two-ish of the twos, which is to help the helper, the giver, the other person, the relationship. So and we do a lot of work around the Enneagram. So Scott's and the Enneagram is all about the why. And the why of the two is to give, to do exactly what you described. 
However, every type has a superpower, a light side and a kryptonite, a shadow, a dark side. And that dark side of the two is what? What is the dark side of that? The shadow that that casts? wanting to be seen. So there's this in like, an authentic, in an inauthentic way. So the high side is Mother Teresa. If you ever look at Mother Teresa, she is not physically somebody you turn to to look at her physically. The face cracked and scarred and marred with the blood, sweat, and tears of sacrifice. But she's the most beautiful human being to ever walk the earth because her authentic giving comes out and she truly embodied the high side of a two. But an unhealthy two are oftentimes the most attractive outwardly appearance. Twos and threes are the appearance types. And if they don't do the inner work, they just become an outer shell of look at me, but not really the inner content of the true giving. I'm not saying you're either of those, but this is what you're up against at the poker table, sitting down, playing all this out. And by the way, probably a split second, right? Like this is not like you're just sitting here pondering this, but I just want you to hear, and I want people listening to hear, we're into the light and the dark of your Enneagram type. And if you don't check that, it starts to get away from you of look at me, mm -hmm. right? And, and so this is the shadow side of the two of that arrogance that I'm here to serve and give. I, there's a, even the statement of that, there's an I as opposed to just doing it. Mm -hmm. And twos have to stand guard against this inflation of themselves. I, I'm the one. Twos have mm -hmm. a God complex sometimes. I'm the source. Right? <laughs> even if it's noble, like I'm not even saying it's not a noble cause. I have been chosen to bring to you the message from above. <laughs> Again, that's a caricature. I know, but but you can hear the the reactivity that all of a sudden, if that's the vibe, come back to this moment. I gotta win. Right. I'm all in. Like there's this like. I can even feel, even talking it through, I can feel mm -hmm. this rush, mm -hmm. urgency. Mm -hmm. Right? So we're trying to explain what the hell possessed Scott Schaffman to not pause and to push. Mm -hmm. And the consequence is lost the hand. Hmm. Okay, so rewinding. That was reaction. Now play it out as response. Coming back, what you, would you, could you have done to respond? Well, I would have been able to like process more of maybe putting them on a hand that could potentially beat me. And then maybe I could have folded okay. and been left with chips versus being knocked out. And I cannot argue that because I know nothing about poker. That's the what you would have done. Why would you have done? Oh, why? Um, if 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 to be you able, to back to your true why, what would you have done? Well, then, okay. So why I would have I would have done it to be able to survive that hand, and then hopefully get to a point where I could again get to that establish that platform to where I, you know, I I could be able to help other people. And that's, that's really the space that I, I want to 
to be in. I want to be able to to serve in an authentic way, and and I don't need the recognition. That's not what this is about at all. Of course, of course. I mean, that's the that's the that's the fear, right? That's the unconscious. The 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 response, the the love, the high side is, you know, this is the work of the two right here. Humility is the pathway back for a two, and lots of twos go humility. I'm humble. But when we're in the role of I am here to serve, there's a lack of humility. There's an I am the sort as opposed to here's the mantra for a two. Thy will, not my will. Hmm. If you want me to lose this hand so that I can serve in some way that I can't even conceive of, then make me lose a hand. Mm-hmm. Because if my goal is to serve, who's Scott Schaffman to say hmm. that winning the hand is the pathway? Because what if you won the hand, we wouldn't be having this conversation and somebody listening on the other end wouldn't have had their aha that wouldn't have then set in motion them changing their lifestyle to then be more present to their grandkids. And that grandkid becomes president of the United States in 30 years. I don't know. All I know is I will, not my will. Because twos and eights, I'm an eight, we're the most controlling types. We get it stuck in our head and twos do it though. And it's harder because Twos will do it from a place of, but it's, I, I, I want to give, it's good. I want to, I'm just going to love you up and eat you up. And, <laughs> and, you know, the universe is saying, that's not what I put you here to do. I put you here to serve. And maybe sometimes it's that, but maybe sometimes it's this, hmm. right? Does that make sense? Yeah. The loss. Thank you. I don't know why it's not what I wanted, but it's not about me. Mm, right. I said, I want to serve. So the source God is saying, okay. So Wayne Dyer, a teacher of mine says he was here. He passed away. He said he was here to teach people how to live autonomous lives, right? Truly independent lives, independent of all of the stuff and whatever. And he said, when he came into this world, he spent the first 10 years in an orphanage. And then once he realized, he went back and he realized that's what he needed. Basically, he said to God, I want to go teach people how to live autonomous lives. And God said, okay, you little shit, get your ass into an orphanage. Right? And spent the first 10 years learning how to be autonomous. Right? So I don't know if that's true, but for him, that's what the universe provided so that he could truly fulfill it. Scott Chapman's here to serve. I don't know. Maybe God said, "Hey, lose the lose this poker game, man." Okay, but coming back, that moment of you know that humility, mm. and also I I see this with twos a lot, is just be present to what is, right? Because I feel like all that pressure, in some ways, I'm partially responsible for that. Um, all that pressure to use this as a platform for something bigger. In some ways took you out of the moment maybe maybe well yeah i mean it wasn't really my like my my focus but it was kind of like in the back of my head like how cool this that would have been um but, that, but that's the why like the why isn't something we sit around and tell ourselves all the time it's tr- driving hmm. the bus so we have to just kind of get back to it but the bottom line is look i just wanted people to hear um world series of poker as an arena for mindfulness practice, responsible, choosing your response living. And that's pretty remarkable. 
So thank you for for sharing your experience. Well, I'm I'm glad I I kind of you got me to that point of where I needed to to understand what where my why was for that. So I think it's important for people to hear, you know, like whether you're on the golf course, whether you're playing poker, whether you're whatever it might be, right? Everything's potentially the arena to do this work. And, it doesn't and to matter. have and to have meaning and to have true meaning and purpose behind it. Not everything has to be, you know, this huge thing, but you know, if you can have a conversation with somebody, if you can see somebody, if you can listen to them, see them, make them feel better because you're hearing what they're saying, little things like that, that will have an effect on their lives, which will potentially have an effect on other people's lives as well. So anything can potentially be the arena where we go step into it and we do the work and we sometimes, you know, rise up in victory and sometimes we get knocked down and we pick ourselves up and we dust ourselves off and we are, you know, stronger and better for it. I, I know that I can just see it. Yeah, you lost, but in some ways you won, right? There's this other side of the loss, which is uh, also meaningful. Mm hmm. So we're going to keep going and unpacking it. And uh, thanks for sharing, brother. Yeah, absolutely. That was fun. That was good. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks to everybody for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Jump over to defiantspirit.org where you can learn more. You can get past podcasts um, um, where Scott shares some other of his life nugget wisdom philosophy. And um, we will talk to you next time. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. To learn more about the Defiant Spirit, get more inspirational content, or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, take back your power and live your Defiant Spirit.